Cambridge Insider Podcast time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cambridge Insider Podcast. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by Allendale Columbia School, which is located in Rochester, New York. Allendale Columbia offers a boarding and homestay option for their eight current international students enrolled from China, Vietnam, and Korea. The school offers 14 AP courses and many different unique opportunities that lead to internships and international travel, which will help students stand out as they apply to the best universities across the country. Allendale Columbia is known for their robust robust STEM entrepreneurship and global engagement program. So that's Allendale Columbia. Reach out if you do want more details about that wonderful school. As per usual, my co-host Meg Hawthorne, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing today, Stephen? Also doing very well, thank you, and very excited because today we have a special guest on the Cambridge Insider podcast. Um, it's my absolute pleasure to introduce Francesca Donnan, who is the Director of Communications at Lee County Visitor and Convention Bureau. She's also an adjunct professor, professor at Florida Gulf Coast University, where she teaches the kindness effect. Francesca, I hope I got all of that correct. Wow, you can correct you me got it. Wrong. You did it. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Awesome to see you. Um, and for our listeners, we did, Meg and I did promise um, a week ago that we would be uh, speaking a little bit more about kindness seminars, kindness classes. It was one of our previous episodes where we mentioned this idea, which I think to some people may be a new idea, something like kindness seminars or kindness classes um, as part of a New Year's resolution, as part of uh, making sure that we could put structures in place that looked after international, but also just general student mental health heading into 2022. Francesca, a lot of questions, but we got to sort of tailor this because we only have about 15, 20 minutes. Right. For those of our listeners out there, let's start off here. What are kindness classes? What is the kindness effect? You're the expert. Tell us what we're, what we're, what we're into here. All right, let's go. So I do teach a class called the kindness effect, and I started it two years ago. And sometimes I want to say, uh, to people, I teach a kindness class that makes people mad. And the reason for that is because when I tell people that I teach a kindness effect, some people get very defensive, like, what? Don't these kids know how to be kind? So that is not what I'm doing. The kindness effect is actually, um, it's, it's, it's mirrored after a class taught at Stanford. It's actually one of the most popular classes at Stanford University in California. And the, the teacher, the professor wrote a book and I have the book, I'll show you. It's called The War for Kindness. And in this book, Jamil Zaki makes this incredible um, sort of um, with statistics and research. He makes this incredible message that kindness is absolutely critical. Um, and, and as my daughter, who's a college student thinks when I tell her about the class, she says, mom, it, you need a different name. It just sounds so, you know, soft. And like, I'm, we're sitting around handing each other compliments, you know, but the truth is it's so much deeper and richer than that. It's about the science of our, of our brain chemicals. What happens to us when we are kind, when we receive kindness, it's tackling bigger issues like racism and hate groups and like why people don't have kindness within them. But ultimately it's a muscle that we all have. And that my goal is to teach us to use the muscle because once we use it, it is not only just critical for our mental health, but it will like save the planet. 
I absolutely love it. I mean, there's there's so much information there. I feel like we could we could you know uh, unpack this over two hours. So I'm going to ask a very elementary uh, a standard question. Yeah, and uh, you know I apologize for my ignorance. When no. we talk about kindness for our listeners, are we talking? I see somebody struggling with their groceries. I run over. I help them to pack the groceries into their car. Are we talking? greeting somebody in a grocery store. Can you give us some practical wow. examples? Shoot, to... I have my academic definition and I can't think of it right this second, but there uh -huh. is, ah, okay. I'll, I'll just text it to you, but, but it's kindness is bigger, right? It's, 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 there's a difference between being nice and being kind. So anyone can be nice, right? I can look you right in the face and say something nice to you because I'm polite and I grew up that way, but there's a difference than being kind. Kind is more of an action. It is, it is an effect. It is, I am being kind to you because I have like feelings and a soul and I'm connecting with you. So I, um, one of the things that is really critical that I've learned in, in two and a half years of teaching this class is that one of the biggest deficits is self-kindness, self-compassion. I had to rearrange my whole class because when I first taught it, my students didn't know what I was talking about. And a, particularly in cultures with, with very high motivated, ambitious um, uh, mores, you know, um, self-compassion takes a backseat. So I actually spend a full month on self-compassion. They were flunking it. I mean, literally I was asking them, your assignment this week is to do one nice thing for yourself a day and they flunked it. And one woman, one young woman told me, I, I knew that brushing my teeth and, and taking a shower were self-care. I didn't know that being kind to myself was part of that package. So that once you, once you can actually be nice to yourself, imagine who else you can be nice to, right? So I start there and then we move into, you know, getting someone their groceries, but it has to start with, with each person, yeah. And I'm going to give over to Meg now because I know she's got a couple of questions, but I do have, I suppose, more of a statement because I want to situate this for our listeners. And in our previous, you know, uh, episode, we, we we spoke about the the value of something like this for our students and the value for our international students specifically, and something that schools can look into, you know, reading up about, adopting, perhaps getting access to some kind of class or starting to teach some kind of seminar. I just love the idea that you say that it goes beyond, uh, you know, a simple one-off act, and that it's this—it's uh, more of a movement. And I think that can uh, that can be such an important thing for our international students in terms of getting ingrained into the community, because often they would be new at school, they would get that initial sort of "Hi, I'm being friendly" because that's the right thing to do, but they do feel isolated. And you know, a year goes by, they haven't really moved out of their, their comfort zone. They haven't really made new friends. And I think this can go a long way towards integrating them. I also was struck by what you said about highly motivated um, individuals, you know, often lack that kindness to the self, um, you know, and, and, and that's really a, a strong portion of our demographic is exactly that, you know, students that come here and, and you know, high school students in general that are working towards these sometimes extreme goals and I think sometimes, you know, often we see that the self sort of takes a back seat. So I love that idea. It, it fits right into what we were thinking. And, I, and I, I'm hoping that schools are are certainly perking their ears up and listening because this is this is crucial stuff. Meg, I'm going to give it over to you. I know you had a couple of questions and I've, I've, hog, I've hogged the, the microphone, so I apologize. <laughs> no, it's a fascinating. 
fascinating subject. And my number one thought when I heard that you were doing this was what a great idea. And what was your motivation? How did you decide, okay, this is what I want to bring to these well, it's interesting because I, so I will also host a two students from China in my house and I have two, um, one's a college student, one's recently out of college. But when they, when I was an empty nester, when I was doing all that, plus I do have this busy job, but I, I'm a person who likes to be busy. So I, I was just sad. Like I, I had no, there were no more kids in the house. Right. So I, I just got this idea. Like if I, you know, I just want to do something helpful. And, and it just came to me, this kindness class, it just came to me. I'm just passionate about it. And then I found out Jamil Zaki wrote this book and teaches this class. And then I reached out to him and he's like, hey, I'll give you my syllabus. I'll help you. This stuff is important. And then FGCU was like, okay, you want to teach it? Teach it. And the class has now become one of the more popular classes. I My first class is tonight for the spring semester. I have 35 students. It's full class. And um, and I want to point out that I also do have students from all around the world. I mean, last semester I had two soccer players from Italy. I had someone from Denmark. I have I have someone from Brazil. Um, and just a quick story about kindness. I had a, a student. Oh my God, I loved her so much. And she was from, um, I want to say Denmark and she was having a hard time adjusting. And it was her second week at college and she went to the grocery store and she went to swipe her card for her food and it didn't take because, you know, whatever some, you know, right. because of her international status, the woman behind her said, I got it for you. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. I'll take that. And that moment was when she realized that like the whole universe felt like she was telling her it was okay to be here and that she was welcome here. And so a year later when she was in my class, she repeated that. So she found, she was in line and she found someone and she paid for them. So awesome. Anyway, pay it forward. it's beautiful. It's beautiful because you're really opening yourself up to fully experiencing the world, right? Yeah. And all of the people in it and, and, really like you said nice is being friendly and kindness is really actually taking a step i yeah. talk to my kids about this all the time because they have you know new students coming into their school and i'm and they're like yeah he's really nice whatever i'm like well have you invited him to do something have you invited him to hang out play basketball whatever it is oh well well, no, well, like just do it because right. that's the number one thing that anybody who's moved anywhere says. Like people are so friendly, but then they go home. You know what I mean? Like they're yes. staying within their bubble. So that's like a simple act of kindness. Yeah. Um, when you were talking about FTCU and your and your inspiration, I was reading an article that was in the university's uh, newspaper, I think, and I think that this must somehow be related to you, but this is just a fascinating development. A donor gifted FGCU $70,000 to start developing a program to teach empathy and compassion to elementary and middle school kids. Yes. How amazing is that? So now yes. it's gone from you who are a trendsetter within this kindness and empathy space, right? As, as far as an educational tool. And now people are getting the idea like, well, we need to start teaching kids about this really young. Has anybody yeah. reached out to you about that? Oh, project? yeah, yeah. Part, yeah, because 
FTCU is taking such a hold of this concept. They're realizing how critical it is that they are now establishing something called the Roots of Compassion and Kindness Institute. It's called ROC. Oh, Roots of Compassion. Uh, and again, like there are other institutes like that at other universities, but it would be the first of its kind. And it would include, it would under its umbrella, it would include me my classes and those classes. They're going out to the elementary schools and the middle schools and 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 getting college students to teach them about kindness. It's it's wonderful, I have to say. I, just, I also saw something somewhere that they're developing or speaking about developing a parent component to that for the younger students, which is so brilliant, right? Because as yeah. parents, we know kind of what the best case scenarios are, but in our everyday. Right. Sometimes we lose track, right? Yes. So, so to really, as you said, work the muscle of it and, and have tools to be able to really consciously do that yes. is a great concept. So real quick, I know that we're probably running out of time. I wanted to talk a little bit about kindness in leadership because yes. you said that these classes are part yes. of major institutions, not just Florida Gulf yes. Coast University. And I know that as a director of a large group, you've got to be working that muscle in various ways. Yeah. So how do you do that? So, well, I take it very seriously in my class. The other wonderful thing about my class is that I have really great speakers. So I have, I had a president of a major bank, like a whole bank come in and talk about kindness and leadership in a banking industry, which you can imagine, right? That's a soft skill and a pretty hard lined um, and it took him a long time and he had to learn himself why it works, right? So you walk in, you're a big bank president, you walk in, you don't talk to any of the tellers, right? Because, you know, you're somebody, you think you're somebody. And the difference when you go in there and you talk to every teller, how your life is different, how those tellers one day need to help you. Like this is beautiful. He does this beautiful presentation of kindness and leadership. So for me, I'm all about teamwork and ins inspiration. So for me, that's how it works for me. Like I, I don't, I don't believe. I believe you earn respect, right? I give everyone respect. I just give it to them until I don't. You know, something terrible happens, and then we work on it. But um, I just, I just, I have had toxic bosses. I worked in journalism for a long time. I know what it feels like to be an employee of someone who is um, negative and demeaning. And that is not motivating. So I think that big Ivy League colleges like Harvard and medical schools are teaching um, more about kindness and leadership because that really works. I just, I, I mean, I love the idea that it's being it's being taken to the next level. I, you know, for for lack of a better way to conceptualize that, because <clears throat> we often want our kids to be able to show these qualities, but we're not modeling these qualities. We're not showing these qualities off, whether it be, you know, as the head of an institution, you gave the idea of a, of a you know, the head of the bank. Um, if you think about the positive effect that kindness can have for a teller towards a client, just in terms of retention of that client, client walks away super happy, excellent experience. The teller can really only authentically show that if they've been given that from Yes, you know, the head of the the the, um, the institution that walks in there and gives in that time and that energy that they need. And I think the same can be said, you know, in schools. I I think I, I want to add an extra level to this for our schools that are listening to say, offer something around kindness 
to our students, absolutely. But start thinking about offering it for our faculty. Start thinking about offering it for our head of schools that are under tremendous pressure, but that are ultimately the role models in many of these situations that our students look up to. Um, so, you know, I just I, I love how this is evolving completely, uh, you know, to to incorporate really everybody if we wanted to have that positive effect. And, Francesca, and, we're running out of time. Oh, Sorry, I, I interrupted one you. Thing. One quick thing. So the brain chemicals in your in your brain, it's called a helper's high. Right. I just want to there is the science behind that. If I give you a compliment in your brain chemicals, it is the same as me giving you money. It is the same as me giving you $5. So just really quickly, we had a senior leadership meeting. They let me do a five-minute kindness thing, begrudgingly, right? And I made everyone give everyone a compliment, and people actually started to cry. Because think about it. We don't stop and just look someone in the eye and give them a compliment, if that's a student, if that's your faculty colleague. So if you could just start today with giving someone a compliment, a sincere compliment, you just can't imagine what that can do. Excellent. Then let that be. Let that be the little free uh, takeaway that you get from the Cambridge Insider podcast today. Let's start with compliments, Francesca. We're having you back on the podcast. There's no doubt about it. We have too much to unpack. But part of our selling point on this podcast is that we're 15 minutes, so we need to we need to stay within those realms. Meg, I know you're excited about this, and I appreciate you bringing Francesca, you know, to to this talk about this. Meg, any final thoughts from your side that you want to mention? I just love that. First of all, that you came to to discuss this with us because it really does seem like a concept that, I, as your daughter said, it's a little bit wacky. <laughs> and then when you really get into the research behind it and the and the science of it, it just, and then all of these really impressive institutions or impressive um, leaders who have developed it, it's, it's amazing. I think that gives credence to the whole concept, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Thank you so much for being here, Francesca. We really Thanks appreciate for it. having me. And good yes. luck. I'm so excited to, to follow your courses and um and see what's, what's going on there. I, I follow you the Instagram posts. So thank you. What we'll do as well, Francesca, if that's okay with you, we'll put some kind of, uh, you know, uh, contact details, be that a, a Twitter page or an Instagram page that, that some of yeah. our listeners could just have a look at it. So we'll make our executive producer, Dean, put all of that in the show notes. So People can can get in touch if they want, but but more importantly, can draw some inspiration from from the great job that you're doing. Okay, awesome. Awesome to all of our listeners. Appreciate you as always. This has been a, a feel good episode. That's what we do. Yeah, we just we're all about feel good episodes. Uh, let's go out there. Let's uh, let's start giving some compliments heading into this new week, uh, and we'll catch you around the next episode of the Cambridge Insider Podcast. Bye bye, everybody.